Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to episode 151 of Lean Blog Audio. It's been a little while, but I'm back. It's July 21st, 2016. Today's post and episode is titled Lean Healthcare Trip to China, Day One, Part One, Familiar Themes at the Beijing Conference. So as I blogged about the other day, I took my very first ever trip uh, to China. I wrote a first blog post about some of the travel and food and kind of getting back into the blogging routine. But today's post is about uh, the first full day. After arriving to the hotel in Beijing at about 8 p.m. the night before, I had a chance to have dinner, meet some of the people I'd be working with. For the week, I participated in a day-long lean healthcare conference uh, that very next morning. I, I didn't have much time uh, to adjust. You know, I'm glad that I always had presentations in the mornings because I was always fresh. I, I think with the jet lag, I woke up before my alarm each morning and it was groggy every afternoon. So I guess that worked out okay. But the session was kicked off by Dr. Wu and you can see him and some other pictures if you go to leanblog.org slash audio 151. He's a hospital executive. I believe he was a, a vice president who was formerly part of the hospital management consulting group that helped organize uh, my China tour. Now, Dr. Wu started the morning by saying, as was conveyed to me by the simultaneous translator we had for the week, uh, people are realizing the importance of hospital management as a focus there in China. Now, the first presenter who came up talked about the use of Ling methods at Chongqing General Hospital. Uh, it was a city and a hospital that I would get to visit on days three and four of the trip, and I'll write about that in future posts. Now, they have an enormous hospital by most U.S. standards. It's 3,200 beds in an academic medical center setting. Now, their goals with Lean, though, would be familiar to those of us who are doing it well in other countries, meaning those, for example, those organizations that are not just focused on cost. Goal one, improve the happiness of employees. Two, improve customer satisfaction and experience. So the hospital took a stand that reminds me of uh, the book with a somewhat controversial title. Uh, it was a book titled Patients Come Second. And I actually interviewed one of the authors in episode 200 of my original uh, podcast series. So what he said was, quote, only by satisfying personnel can patients be satisfied. Now, they aim to, quote, establish teams and, quote, unite personnel. They're working to, quote, cultivate awareness of quality and safety. Now, the hospital says they have surveyed nurses and they've received 200 suggestions from them. I, I don't know how many were implemented, but the hospital is working to improve, as they said, the working conditions and learning opportunities for staff. Now, the hospital said the patient's goals and needs are understood to be these three things, uh, and I assume in this order. One, keep me safe. Two, heal me. Three, be kind to me. Now, that lines up with my own personal preferences for, for what that's worth if, if I were to be a hospital patient. I think achieving all three of those is possible, but given a choice, if I had to make a choice, I'd take patient safety over superficially better customer service or patient satisfaction anyway. Now, they also talked about the use of PDCA, Plan, Do, Check, Act, as an, an improvement methodology. They also talked about having 
uh, as they called it, zero tolerance for violence against doctors and nurses, and I'd presume violence against anybody. There was a interesting Washington Post article that I found about the instances, the common, somewhat common or increasing instances of patients stabbing medical professionals out of frustration due to different causes. Now, there's no justification for violence, but I'd encourage hospitals to work on eliminating the causes of frustration, such as long waiting times and high costs, as, as people in China don't have universal health coverage or free health care. Now, the presenter said personnel in hospitals are suffering from a lot of pressure and they're receiving training to help address that, um, which I hope means training on lean methods to improve processes and reduce waste instead of just asking people to, to be more resilient, as we sometimes hear about here in the U.S. Again, we have to address the root causes of these different problems and stresses. Value stream analysis has been part of the hospital's approach, um, as I show in a picture in the blog post. It's either a very long end-to-end -end value stream map, or perhaps the map is a bit too detailed, as there are about 24 main steps shown in the map. You know, VSMs are often much more high level with fewer steps or, if you will, chunks, as some of the LEI, Lean Enterprise Institute, faculty members call them in training. But either way, it's good to see uh, the hospitals learning and using this approach instead of just focusing on traditional healthcare silos. The hospital says their aim is to establish a unique culture focused on patient safety and engaging all in continuous improvement. They say they want to integrate continuous improvement into the culture and move toward the better analysis of problems. They're asking patients for suggestions and advice about how to improve. The hospital says they're using third-party satisfaction surveys to get input from patients after discharge, and they're measuring their employee satisfaction and patient satisfaction. Now, the next presenter uh, was, I believe, from the government and their National Health and Family Planning Commission. The, uh, I struggle a bit. The agenda, um, other than my name and a few English terms, uh, was, was all... Uh, in Chinese, I, I should have asked, but uh, the, the presenter, she said that lean and TPS ideas, Toyota production system ideas, were relatively uh, new to her. But she said, um, we uh, quote, we unconsciously practice many of these ideas. Now, it's it's funny that, you know, that, again, that's a familiar theme. I hear that in the U.S. when people in healthcare hear about lean, you know, at first, it sounds really simple, and they say something like, "Yeah, we already do a lot of that. We just don't call it lean." And I, you know, I've I've found that's not actually really the case. They 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 th they they may be focused on improvement, but not using lean methods. The presenter said she has visited a Toyota plant. She mentioned 5S and said we can learn a lot from TPS in healthcare. Now, when I had presented earlier in the morning, I was giving an overview of lean principles. I used an iceberg slide and diagram that illustrates how lean tools are visible when you visit a Toyota or a ThetaCare. But those tools, the part of the iceberg that's above the water that's visible, those tools are less important than the underlying ways of thinking and the philosophy of the organization. That's the part of the iceberg that you can't see below the surface, but it's the part of the iceberg that's bigger. Now that presenter you know, uh, was referencing my slide. She said the iceberg slide was great. What's under the water is important as we strive to improve satisfaction.
Now, I also used a slide that um, uses six words um, that were uh, used by an NHS hospital in England to describe their goals and ideals for lean. Um, they asked, why lean for healthcare? No waiting, no waste, and zero harm. So a cardiologist in the room asked a great question, though, about the slide. He asked, how can we have zero waiting? You know, we see 20 patients per morning and we're very busy. And from what I saw later in the week, you know, waiting in the outpatient clinics, waiting in the hospital is the norm. And so I responded that those three goals, no waiting, no waste, zero harm, that's an ideal state. It's a long-term goal that we need to keep working toward. We're unlikely to ever, yeah, I mean, we want to work toward it, but we're unlikely to very quickly have zero harm or no waste through lean methods. You know, instead of, instead of tolerating waiting as the way it has to be or tolerating hospital-acquired infections or making excuses for them because, you know, our patients are sicker, we need to work tirelessly to improve systems and processes. Hospitals and clinics probably won't have you know, zero waiting uh, or no waiting room any more than Toyota or a lean factory has zero inventory or no warehouse. That's, that's something I've written about before on the blog, and you can find a link to that. And again, the other references by going to leanblog.org slash audio 151. So I'm going to write more about day one in Beijing in future blog posts, and uh, I'm going to have more posts about the hospital visits and other days of the trip over the coming weeks.